every day. This is from our word for you today. Uh, this is our devotional that we have. You can also get it through the app. So the app, you can just go online and then there's a code. So if you need the code, just message us. We could give you the code because we have like a, a subscription to it. So you get the, the app for free. You won't have to pay, but you got to do it a certain way. So let us know if you're interested in that. Uh, and send us your prayer requests as always, prayer at ecfchurch.org. Uh, but I read this this morning. I just was, it says, look at the title of it. It says, Why Study the Bible? And, you know, this, this devotional was written, not by us, but this devotional was written months and months and months ago, long before anybody knew this was happening. And it's interesting. It's talking about why should we study the Bible. And it says, Paul writes, uh, you have become dull of hearing. By this time, you ought to be teachers. You have the need, again, for someone to teach you the elementary principles. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it goes down, uh, it goes down to say this, which I thought was awesome. Who are you are mature? You're mature if you have trained yourself through constant use of Scripture. The mark of spiritual maturity isn't how much you learn. It's how much you put into practice. How much you live. Yes. How much you put that into practice. How much you live that out. So it's not about how much you learn. So studying the Bible yeah. is great if you're just doing it for knowledge, but there's another step to it. Yeah. There's another step. It says in the spiritual realm, the opposite of ignorance isn't knowledge, but obedience. Wow. Listen to that. Let me just let, let that sit for a minute to yeah. open up the service. The opposite, I lost my spot. Where did I put it? On the spiritual realm, the opposite of ignorance isn't knowledge, but obedience. Obeying the scriptures is the key to spiritual maturity. Wow, that's really good. I was like, wow. That ministers to me big time. Man, I need to read that today. Yeah, yeah. that's really, really good. Yeah, and then there's, uh, there's some statistics on here, and it may, a lot of people have heard this, but it says you retain about 10% of what you hear. So what you hear me saying, you're going to remember about 10% of that, okay? 50% of what you see. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing it and you're hearing it, and you'll remember this devotional, right? Because you saw it. So you got 50% chance of remembering it was purple, right? And then, but 90% of what you do, 90% of what you do. So to remember the scriptures, to memorize the scriptures, right. to live out the scriptures, you actually have to do the things that God is commanding yeah. us to do, which goes right along with our series. Okay, so actually once I was talking to someone and um, it was a, not a new believer, but a relatively new believer. And they were going to read through the entire Bible and they were really psyched up to read through the entire Bible. And I said to them, that is awesome, and you should absolutely read through the entire Bible. But more importantly, yeah, that's good. there should be one or two scriptures that you live, like they are your, they are one or two that you live now. You know what I mean? And then a week from now, it's one or two other scriptures that you're living. The scriptures, and I didn't, that's really, because I went away kind of feeling bad, like, oof, I just told this person not to read through the Bible. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Right. I was not saying don't read through the Bible. I was saying that it's better to have this, um, this uh, body of scripture that you've lived, Amen. that you've clung to in the dark hour of the night. You know, you've clung to in the face of fear and you've put into use, you've lived that scripture. That's you might right. not know chapter and verse exactly and get it right, but you know the words mm. because they've worked That's and right. you've lived them. That's good. So that was my, this is just confirming. This is like over a year ago that I had this conversation. I walked away yeah. going, Oh, should I not have said it that way? Right. Um, so it's that's great just, to read through the Bible, yeah. but it's, oh, it, it needs is. to be for yeah, transformation. Of your you life. need to feed on the yeah. word. But you need to live the word. Amen. So that's good. That's Amen. a good word. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to get into worship here. Again, uh, we will be taking communion today, so grab your communion elements. 
I got about 30 seconds before we start worship. Uh, just go ahead and grab those uh, communion elements. Again, if you're just joining us, the two songs today are Here I Am to Worship and Holy Spirit. So you can go Google those lyrics if you want to have those in front of you. And I just want to do a call to worship here, uh, then say a short prayer, and then we'll get started. The call to worship this morning is out of Psalm 99. It says, The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you for this time to be in your presence. We thank you that we can worship together as a church family on our couches and in our living rooms and our family rooms. Father, we just enter into your presence today. Transform our lives. May we never, ever, ever be the same. Have your way with us, in us, and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us worship.
that verse this morning um, there's a note uh, and he is the saving refuge of his anointed saving well I'm going to open it up just so I get it right the, in the Hebrew saving means strength of salvations he is the strength of salvations of his anointed be encouraged in that the uh... <clears throat> As we were doing as my time this morning with the Lord, he told me Psalm 27. And just as right before you said that, to encourage the people to read Psalm 27 and then continue through Psalm 28. What's funny is I'm sitting there looking have, at my Bible and I look over at his Bible. We are open to the exact same page, but we did not discuss. Like there was no discussion. We just have our Bibles open to where we're going to minister out of this morning. So praise Jesus. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the beginning of Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Thank you, Lord. And then the end of Psalm 27 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And this, this word waiting... You know, there's a sense of, uh, you know, persevering or tarrying or being patient. But there's also the sense of coming before him and waiting at the table before him. And that's just what we're going to do this morning. Is we're going to come to the table, the communion table, the Eucharist table, to break bread. To representing this reflection and remembering what he did for us on that cross. And it's only been a few weeks since Easter... And I don't ever want us, ever, ever, ever want us to lose what that cross meant. What that cross meant. As we were in worship, and um, just before we were about to pan back over here for this time, um, I knew that I was going to share out of Psalm 28. I did not know the word that he was going to bring. And what the Lord was showing me um, was on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said take and eat and do this in remembrance of me and likewise he took the cup and he said this is the cup of my blood drink this and do this my my blood poured out for you do this in remembrance of me and as we were in worship I saw this thing play out and I imagine the disciples of Jesus 
in the grief of that Saturday, right? So Easter has passed, but here I am. Like the grief of that Saturday, how many of them ran behind closed doors and in the, in the midst of the, the most intense grief that we can imagine, darkness, how many of them were hungry for that bread and they took the bread and they broke it in weeping. To have that in the physical, that connection with the Savior. He said to do this. He said to remember him. And now he's gone. And he's, he's hanging on a cross and he's buried in a tomb and all of our hopes. And what is this? What is this that's happened? How many of them in the darkness that was coming upon them and pressing it upon them took the bread and broke it? In, in a moment of desperation. To connect with their Savior. And that's a picture. I believe this morning there are so many that need encouragement in these days and in these in these hours. That is the encouragement. We're gonna we're gonna do that together. So if you have your elements, please take them, prepare them, prepare your hearts, prepare your family. I encourage you to prepare ahead of time. Prepare before this before we begin each Sunday. Because we are going to have this, we're gonna come to the Lord's table, and we're gonna have this physical point of contact with our Savior. And it happens here, and it happens here. And it's what he prepared for us, knowing that we would need him. We would need this, this point of contact with him, this point of connection with him, over and over and over and over. You know, before we went into quarantine, we started doing this from the beginning of the year, once mm-hmm. every, every single week. We would do communion every week. And I'll tell you, that's, you know, that's three times more per month than we had typically been doing it. But I would encourage you not to stop there. I would encourage you not to stop there. If you feel led to take communion every day this week, then do so. Right. You know, as we are leading up to this, you know, the stay-at-home order being backed off and people going back and and all this other stuff that's going to be occurring and happening. and Our hopes cannot be in Our that. hopes cannot be in that. It our cannot. hopes cannot be in the return to normalcy, the return to this, the return to that, return to anything but returning yes. to the table. Amen. Returning to the table you, every single day. So grab your elements if you have them. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread... We had given thanks, he broke and said, Take, eat. This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time in your presence. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to be with us. Thank you that that Holy Spirit is present in every home, in every living room, in every family room, in every bedroom. Wherever people are watching this, you are present. You are with them. 
And Father, my heart's prayer this morning is that they will hear your voice. They will hear your voice. That it will be clear to them that they will understand and hear clearly what you are leading, guiding, and directing them on. There are so many voices in this world right now. There is so much information. There are so many places we can turn to get information. And Father, we ask now that your Holy Spirit will lead and guide each and every one of us to the right information in the Bible and even other places, Father, that you would have us turn to, Lord, to bring some wisdom, but to always turn back to this bread of life, to this word of yours. So give us wisdom on where to read from. Give us Holy Spirit inspiring as we read the scriptures, as you enlighten them to us day in and day out. Father, thank you that you have provided a feast in front of us to partake in every day at any time we choose. And we thank you for that freedom that we have in this country to do that. Father, we don't know how long that freedom will last or when it will change. But Father, we are thankful for this time we have now to pour into your word, into your scriptures. And Father, I thank you that Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us no matter what days that we're in. We thank you for it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, thank you, worship team. So I do have some things to share. Go ahead, share them up. Um, I want to talk... Uh, just for a minute about authority. Um, and uh, because he posted it publicly, I'm just going to go ahead and, and share the whole thing. Um, I'm not on Facebook often. Um, so just that goes right along with the prayer that Jason just prayed um, about what sources, what, what, are, what sources are we open to in our lives? Facebook is not a major, I don't want it to be a major source. Yeah, I put it up. There. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> I don't want that to be a major input into my life. Um, a major source into my life because it's all over the place. Um, so I really, um, I try to be vigilant about that. I have like a, and I encourage you as you were praying that it's just in these days, we have to be rooted and grounded in the word of God and in the Holy spirit. And you have to have a mega Holy spirit filter and your Holy spirit filter is different than someone else's Holy spirit filter. Because he can read information. He takes it in in a, an entirely different way than I take it in. Yeah, true. His, I mean, his sensitivities are different than my sensitivities. Um, what tempts him into fear or doubt or unbelief or what can spiral him into insecurity and questioning is different. Yeah. That content is different than what can do it for me. So you are responsible for you. Mm. And um, I encourage you that, that your Holy Spirit filter um, is for you. And it should be fully activated, all always, yeah. and now especially in these times. Yeah, that's good. All that to say is I'm not on Facebook that much. I, I mean, I, I pop on here and there, but I'm not on that much. But I did see Adam Frano. So I think a lot of people know the Frano family. They are, oh, yeah. oh, they are just such a treasure to the people of God. They're a treasure to God's heart. Um, they are always working, ministering his truth, ministering um, out of the overflow um, of their life in him. And he posted a video. Um, he posted a video on Facebook. Maybe some of you saw it. Somebody should tag him or something. Yeah, like yeah, sure. And I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the story or what was in the video. But I'm. I'm gonna tell you what happened as I watched this mm. video. What I saw. Mm. Um, I don't know Adam super well. I mean, I know him. We're yeah. acquainted with one another. Um, I, 
he's just such an awesome guy, right? Um, and I actually really enjoy whatever conver- the few conversations I have had with him. I always enjoy spending time with him. Um, him and his wife, Danielle, great testimony of where they came from to the place where they are now where God is using them. So he is um, in the back alley of one of their rental units at 22nd and Raspberry. And there's like an alley space behind, in between the, the homes. And he's on video and I'm a horrible judge of distances. Did I show you the video? I've not seen it. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna, I'm a horrible judge of distances. I don't know, I'm gonna say maybe 40 feet. From here to how far? Give me a, give me a From location. here to the corner. To the corner? And maybe a little further. Okay, about 45, 50. Okay, so, Ooh, yeah. too bad. so he's standing good. maybe about 40, 45 feet away <laughs> and he is seeing this, this pickup truck with two men and they're dumping a load of trash into the alleyway. Mm. And he's got his video on, and he has videoed them. And he's, and he's talking to the video. He's like, I've, I've caught these guys. They're dumping trash back here, right? And so then on the video, they're just doing their thing. He's like, hey, what are you doing? You can't dump that here. What do you think? You can't do that. This is not okay. You cannot do that. Pick that up. And I'm going, whoa, right? right that's awesome. Whoa. And this is what I see. I see two grown men look up and start picking up trash. They picked up every piece of trash. They dumped it out. And now they're picking it all back up silently and putting it back in the back in the truck. They did not shout back. They did not shout any obscenities, which is what I was expecting. I was expecting like Right. A gesture and they jump in the truck and, and drive away because they could have done that. Right. This is what really shocked me they could have done it their load was dumped so either they were afraid because they saw he was videoing so that he did have their license numbers i don't know how much that was at play but almost the i don't want to say it was a robotic response but it was just a real like immediate kind of response where they started loading that trash back up into the pickup truck and he scolded them a few more times (laughs) And they just kept loading it. And all I saw when I saw that video Mm. was authority. Was authority. There was not, um, if if ever you have the opportunity to hear Adam give his testimony of his past and some of the things, situations he had been in, Mm. he wasn't afraid. So he wasn't, now if I had gone out and tried the same thing, You know, my I would have been a little quaking, you know what I mean, inside. And mm. I could have done, I could have said the same things with the same voice, with the same, mm. but I would have been trying mm. to have authority. And maybe you I just would, had it. I, and this right is a now. question I have, right? Mm. What, at what point do you cross over from trying to have authority? Because mm. you know you do. Mm. You, you know, you're building yourself up in the word. Mm. You want to have authority. You want to take yeah. authority. Right. So when you cross over from knowing you have it to taking it. Mm. So he, Adam, in that moment, man, this is, this is my property I'm standing on and you are violating my neighborhood, my, my community of Mm. people here. You can't do that. You can't stay here. And they just, they just listened. Mm. They just listened. What a parallel in the spiritual realm. So So, I mean, I don't know if if some of you saw that video. I Mm. don't know if that resonates with you. If you saw that, I was, I was. I have to watch it now. Well, now that I've built it up, maybe you're watching and be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, they listened. Yeah. But, I mean, watching it for the first time, mm. I was literally overwhelmed with a sense of mm. authority. Yeah. Authority. He wasn't trying to have authority. He was just being Adam. Right. Kind of, you know, he was a little indignant. Like, what are you doing here? Right. You know, I mean, he was just being him. Right. But he stood in a place of authority mm. without fear. Mm. 
you know, I mean, he was hiding a little bit. You know? <laughs> he was like, did, got the video first, but then he came out. He got like his, what he needed, and then he like stood on it, like stepped on it. He even told him, he's like, I got your light. Like, I even told him. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, mm. I'm thankful for Adam yeah. and Danielle because they stand in a place of spiritual authority too. Right. They're ministering out of that right. place to the community, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But and I think it's, a, it's a an eye opening for each and every one of us that we have, we do have this believer's authority. We have it. We have this authority. When do you cross right. over from right. studying it, building up your mm. bo- your faith right. in right. it, right. having it, but right. then taking it? Mm. I I know you did a whole series on authority, yeah. but just that, you know, living it out. Right. I'm always the one sitting in church, and not that you guys don't already know this. I'm always the one sitting in church for 20 years now under the awesome and anointed and powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Jim, yeah. and now under him, I'm, I'm always the one sitting there going... Okay, but how? Mm. But but how does this? What does this look right, like? Right. And and I understand. I know that it might look different mm. for you than it does sure. for me. But right. still, hearing how it right. looks for you helps me kind of converse with the Holy Spirit right. about. Okay, Lord, but how? How does right. this look? Because that's really a conversation. The how is really a private conversation and a and a revelation sure. from the Holy Spirit. For each of us personally, but hearing the how for other people helps me facilitate that conversation in my own life. I mean, I just, what resonates with me too is just like, you know, as we build up our faith in the scriptures and in the word, as we begin to understand that authority, like the more you study something, Mm -hmm. the more you begin to understand something. You know, the more, even like practice. So the more I... The more know, you understand it, the more you believe. The, the, like, more, the more you begin to, to have it on the inside of you, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing Where the, the word of God. Where the faith crosses over from then, trying to believe yeah, to believing. Yeah, and then you begin, you begin believing. It talks about the faith of a child, right? The faith of a child is just like, man, they believe right away. It happens very quickly. Like for them, it's just like you tell them and it's truth, you know, but yeah. they tell, you tell somebody, I would tell somebody something and they have all these filters and all these things and life experiences that that the Holy Spirit is penetrating through mm-hmm. and working on and working through, and we need to understand that as well. And it's just like practicing, like you know, with Jairus playing football in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Like he is much better quarterback now than he was a couple years ago, but he's continuing to do that. And I think with believers, our believers' authority, taking our spiritual authority, you know, our faith being mm-hmm. being grown up, all of that is this time. What we talked about: studying the Word of God, getting in the Word of God, and continuing to build up our faith on the inside yeah. uh, makes it more and more real to us. Yeah. And then when we see it happen and when it happens for yeah. us, it begins to build this confidence as yeah. we see God's word and promises come to play and come like actually begin to play out in our own lives. Mm-hmm. It just builds our own faith. That's why testimonies are so important. Right. Why you just start hearing other people's testimonies right. and being like, you know, we are overcome by what? By the blood of the lamb and the words of mm-hmm. our testimony. So these testimonies that come, yeah. And this is a testimony, what you're sharing in some about, ways it is. about this authority. I'll tell you this. You know? Anytime, every, every time I have ever stood up and taken authority in the spirit over a situation, I always started from a place of being indignant. Mm. Like, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. No, no. What is going on here? Mm. No. No. This isn't. No. Mm. I will not allow it. This mm. will not be. Mm. And it wasn't a place where I was trying yeah. to feel strongly about it. And I know it's hard to believe I feel strongly about things. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, oh, I'm always yeah. so... Uh, right. uh, Grace is always worried that I'm going to push the table over while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> but I, it always that. started with a place of right. being indignant. like, And that always began by just um, a knowledge of what 
what was being infringed upon. Mm. Something was being infringed upon in my life yeah. or in the lives of my children where I have stood up in the spirit and said, no right. way, right. I will not allow it. I think of, and I'll let you go, I think yeah. of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings where that demon is coming or the horrible creature is coming and he stands on that stone bridge and he says, you shall not pass. You know, and he's all sweaty and... Yeah. I love that scene. It's yeah. just like, yes, I have felt that way. Yeah. I have felt that way. So I think to you, what, <laughs> what resonated with me, the word that I feel like the Lord spoke, what you were saying was certainty. When you are certain, uh, there's a certainty yeah. that this violates yeah. the word of God. It violates everything that's, you know what I mean, that is in my life, what the word of God says. So when, when if sickness comes upon you and you begin to, well, I don't know if this is God's will. And I don't know, maybe God wanted to show me a lesson. And maybe this, and maybe that, and maybe, maybe, maybe. And you start thinking all these things. You start receiving the sickness. Your ability then to have certainty to be able to take authority is diminished. Right? It becomes diminished. That's true. So it's the certainty of understanding what the promise is and knowing it so well and knowing that this is for me. And if, if this is for me, then who can be against me to be able to then say, I'm taking that authority. And it doesn't mean everyone has to yell or you know, be like Adam right. Fran or to take authority. All of us, like you said, we have different ways in which we can take authority over things uh, in our life. But a certainty, yeah. a certainty of knowing. Well, Adam was taking authority in the physical realm yeah. for physical people, yeah. so that, yeah. that looks different That's than different. taking authority That's in the different. spirit. That's right. Yeah. Although I do As believe... As Chet would know, or some of our military veterans would know. Yeah. You know, as a drill sergeant, Chet probably knew what it was to take authority yeah. and say, this is what we're going to do. But taking authority does not right. always involve right. loud speaking. That's right. It doesn't. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Right. It doesn't. Okay, uh, a couple announcements. So glad you're joining that was a nice us. Conversation. Oh, I enjoyed it's just that. a little casual conversation here in between the service here. Uh, so we did on last Wednesday night uh, up on Facebook Live, mm -hmm. uh, right here in this room in a different spot uh, on the couch. We did a little marriage Q and A. Yes. Uh, so we had a couple questions come in, and uh, it we, was a lot of fun. It was fun. We enjoyed it. So if we enjoy doing something, we figure, yeah, maybe we'll do it again. So we're thinking about this Wednesday night, uh, so we'll have another post up there, but this Wednesday night we want to gather again, 6.30 p.m., uh, Facebook Live, and of course it'll be recorded so people can watch yeah. it later, uh, but we're going to come to you with just some uh, encouraging things about relationships and about marriage. Yeah. And yeah, Here's the thing, if you guys, I love, um, we had a question that really prompted our conversation. Yeah. Um, last week and so we love being prompted by questions I, I, it's my preferred method of mm -hmm. sharing um, because it it lets me know that people actually want to hear what we're sharing we can and the Holy Spirit does lead us in the things we talk about so he knows what 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 people need to hear but I also like um, I like questions so if you have anything uh, questions about marriage in general or even um, just any kind of questions that regarding marriage at some point we're going to move into parenting yeah um and if this is a format i think we went about 45 minutes and it got cut off at the end we're going to try to make that not happen again yeah um we went about 45 minutes and it's just like it's just a discussion um it was real laid back it was um it's meant to be just a connection point mm. um a time to come in and yeah. and learn about Marriage. About marriage and we may relationships. Move into parenting. relationships. And, yeah, probably move into parenting and, and a few things. Okay, and in talking about marriage, we touch on communication. Mm. We will touch on prayer. Mm. There's, there's really not uh, there's not a whole lot of subjects yeah. you don't touch when you talk about marriage right. because right. it just takes it's all, all of them. Yeah, so, all of them. just encourage you to join us if you can live. That'd be great. 
Uh, you know, I'm sure you've figured out with your kids being home now, all kinds of different ways to keep them occupied for certain periods of time. So if there's that one great thing that keeps them occupied, save it on Wednesday night until 6.30 so you can join Facebook tip. Live, right? I mean, because sometimes like early in the day, you use up all your good stuff. Mm -hmm. And by 10 a.m., you're looking at each other going... They've had screen time. Now what? They've, had they've done this. this they did they've their done, school. We did, did painting and played. We oh. pulled out everything, and it's ten thirty. Yeah, morning. it's like what do we do now? We are in trouble. So if you got like the big guns, you got the big thing that comes out. Like the kids are gonna focus. I mean, save that for six thirty on yeah. Wednesday. Pull that thing out. Let those kids get whatever engaged in that. Whatever it is, um, it might be their favorite movie. You know, whatever it is, but just don't let them watch it until Wednesday, right? Get them excited <laughs> about it uh, so they can watch it. Okay. All right. Uh, then we just want to let you guys know. Uh, Again, we love, we talked about testimonies a little bit. So if you've got testimonies, we just request uh, that you send those in uh, to prayer at ecfchurch.org. If you've got questions for us for the marriage uh, Q&A, send those to info at, at ecfchurch.org. So two sub, different email addresses. If you mess it up, it's okay. Yeah. We'll get them forwarded to the right place. If, if you mess it up, honestly, they both kind of come through the same. Yeah, they, they filter they through, filter through yeah. the same. Yeah person but in the in the subject line if you put marriage Q&A yeah. and that's a question yeah. then that can be forwarded honestly without even without being opening, read. so it be so only right. we will see it and only we will know what the question was yeah. you know one other person who kind of sort will sort that they'll know that you sent a question but they won't know what the question is right. so <clears throat> those questions can be confidential and that person is highly trustworthy and sure Highly, you know, it can be confidential, those questions as well. Okay. So. And then in your prayer requests, you know, we do have a prayer team that is still faithfully praying uh, on Tuesday mornings. I know they're, they're not gathering in person, but they're mm -hmm. praying at the same time. And so if you've got prayer requests, I know we've had less come in than we normally do. You know, people are normally filling out the connection card at church. So we just encourage you to send those into that email so we can get people praying for those. Uh, what's exciting, this leads me into just offering real quick. Uh, what's exciting is that I know people are connecting mm -hmm. on prayer. I know we've been connecting with, you know, some of the people here in this room on prayer requests, lift this up for me. I'm struggling with this. My mom has this, like, just pray for me right now. And what's exciting to me as this kind of leads into offering is that the Holy Spirit is putting certain congregation members on other people's hearts Together and people groups. are, you know, giving to the church anonymously to bless a different person within mm -hmm. our church, knowing just because the Holy Spirit put them on their right. heart. Right. So, you know, I'm always just like, well, people aren't emailing me with their needs and I want to bless people. And what I'm realizing is the Holy Spirit is doing the work, which is, what we're, is praying. Out, which what we're praying right. anyway. Like he is <laughs> out there telling this person, Hey, he puts them on their heart, right. give through the church and, you know, anonymously and you're going to bless this person. So we've been like doing a little bit of distribution center type stuff. Yeah. Not as much as I want. I want to do more and more and more distribution. I love that word. Uh, but this has been happening. And so it's super exciting yes. uh, that we're being able to bless uh, people in our church, and we get to be a part of that because it's coming through us. Because uh, a lot of times people want to be anonymous right. uh, in getting those in those gifts. So. But what's exciting is that the church is God is bringing together or connecting groups of people um, to for encouragement and um, just connection and knowing that needs the need requests that come to us are never from the person. It's always yeah. from someone who saw it or someone who knows the person. Right. So it makes us excited that the body of Christ is operating right. our our congregation. You all are hearing from the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to prompt you and move you to connect with each other. And we are watching it happen. Yeah. And it has been our prayer right. for some time, you know, that, you know, 
just to be led and to see that the body is operating as the body ought to operate, which is that one is ministering to another. Right. You know, like that many are ministering in, in many directions as the mm. Holy Spirit leads. I remember so Pastor Jim did that. I don't have it with me. I kept it in my Bible for a long time. Pastor Jim did a sermon on one one to another. Okay. Uh, and I remember Pastor Jim and Pam, if you're watching from Maine, love you guys. Uh, hopefully you joined. Uh, but there was the one to another number of times in verses that that happens in the Bible is astronomical. It's astounding. One to another, one to another, one to another. And ministry really happens one to another. Uh, ministry happens one to another. People, you know, praying for people. And do you want to, do you want to get honest for, you want to get real honest for a minute? I'm not sure. Oh, are you nervous? <laughs> Let's get I'm real honest sure. for a minute. So, Cindy, one, can you cut the sound out if this gets bad or what? <laughs> first of all, as pastors and as leaders over this church body, we appreciate your prayers. There, there's no course, no online course that was offered last year for pastoring in the time of coronavirus, <laughs> right. right? Or, um, thus saith the Lord, this is what, this is what you're going to do when quarantine comes in 2020. There was no preparation, um, for the church at large for entering into this thing. And so as this thing began to happen, honestly, we feel prepared in that we have walked through this thing like we do everything because it's our only course mm. is to seek mm. the counsel of the mm. Holy Spirit. Mm. We do that separately. What was the word that God gave you prior to this even starting? A storm is coming. Oh, it's in my phone. A storm is coming, but fear not, you've been through this before. It's right. Hold on. Yeah. We'll so, I mean, so I know, right. yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit has, I mean, to a lot of people in the last, yeah. and even looking back, I would encourage you to look back like, oh my gosh, look what the Lord was doing, so preparing this is, us yeah, this is for not, this, this is, you know, yeah. this, this was not a comforting word. And he, so he's so good. He encouraged me. He's like, write down what the Holy Spirit tells yeah, you in the middle on. of the night, right. because I, I'm not a waker upper. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to type things out. I don't want lights. I just want to, I just want to go to sleep. I just want to stay asleep. But the Holy Spirit does. There's things that churn up in me at night. Mm. Um, it was from February 17th. It says, something big is coming at us. Mm. Do not worry, fret, or fear. We've been here before. God is in it, and he is working. Mm. So, I mean, the next morning I woke up, and I'm just like, what does this mean? Yeah, you know, what right. does this mean? Right. And so, anyway, back on my original point is that we appreciate your prayers. Right. Because we are leading in a time where we do believe that God is working, and he is moving. And he's never doing an old thing. Mm. <laughs> he's always doing a new thing. Mm. Um, and we feel the burden of responsibility, um, of, of hearing from heaven, of having confirmation, of having godly counsel outside of just the two of us, um, submitting ourselves to that counsel because that, there's safety there and then taking steps and moving forward. Um, that's what that you've been here before meant to me. Yeah. Like, you know, of course, no, we've never been through coronavirus before, mm -hmm. but you've been here before me. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit to know, to know what which to way do. To go this is what you, God has trained us up. We want to mm -hmm. train our church up in that. Yeah. It's so important both now and in the future. Yeah. It becomes even more and more important. So when I said, let's be real honest for a minute, I'm going to tell you that here we sit in like during quarantine and the pressure that we feel, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a spirit of drivenness. Like, right. I can recognize it. We right. can recognize it. But we have to be very vigilant mm. to recognize it. 
is to do more. Yeah. Do more. Come on, more you know, content, more put, this. Look what this church do is doing. More, Look what that church do is more doing. encouraging videos throughout the week. Yeah. Be, be, do this, put right. this, post this. Why well, haven't you had a parking lot service yet? You know what I mean, There's right? There's so Come much on. pressing on us. What I believe, what I truly believe is that in us being obedient to the Holy Spirit, it's been, honestly, it's been a little bit very, very hard. Mm. Oh my gosh, there's another testimony I could share. Um, a conversation I had with someone. She, she said, uh, my flesh was screaming. And my yeah, response, yeah, yeah. Our, flesh, our flesh has been screaming. Mm. Because um, <laughs> as pastors, as leaders, you know, you need to. Right. You need to. You should be. Not from people, yeah. from our own. Yeah, just by seeing what other people are mm -hmm. doing. Like, oh, well, we should be doing that. Let Why me... aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Or, yep. you know, Let me why find haven't we this. started a Zoom Bible study? I mean, just it's just like, all oh, of it. All of it. could spend 24 hours a day doing stuff. And I don't want to forget my original point. Otherwise, they're going to be like, yeah, why aren't they doing that? Ah. <laughs> We're giving them ideas. Don't get ideas. Um, I said, <laughs> and it was so good. Um, let the Holy Spirit guide you in all things. As Christians, our flesh should be screaming mm. regularly. <laughs> it is the hallmark of a submitted mm. life. That's right. And I was just like, praise yeah, God. If you're just good. if you're just going along and life is you know, day yeah. after day after day after day after day after right. day, and you are never the flesh is, the flesh is never being challenged by the spirit that I dare say that you're not growing. You're not growing in the spirit. Yeah. Um, so um, that was really good. Hmm. And then, um, so the, the, being truthful with everyone is that we feel that pressure hmm. to do more. Yeah. And the word of the Lord has been so clear. Yeah. Um, and confirmed separately and then coming together is peace. Yeah. Is peace. Yeah. And not rest, but resting in him hmm. and holding on to that peace. And because of our obedience... Hmm in not doing, and I'm telling you, church, this is hard for us. Yeah. It is hard, it is so difficult yeah. for us to like not wired, do more. Right? I'm wired to do more, do, do more, more, do more, do more. Um, right. post more, just be more visible. Mm. Because we haven't, we are now seeing the rising up of our congregation to meet needs. Yeah, right. Do you understand that yeah. if we had pressed right, right. from the beginning and, beginning and driven to do more, be more vocal, be more out there, yeah. You know, we're seeing people rising up and God being able to group them and connect them mm. in ways that maybe they wouldn't have been open to had we been meeting that need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. Does that that's make good. sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. That's good. All right. Okay. Uh, back to offering. Uh, I so want to hear the word. Come, so yeah, yeah we're going to get through offering here. So again, just thank you, everyone. Everyone's been so generous in their giving. Uh, you know, people are giving it a different way. They're either sending it in or giving online. So you can always give on our website. You just click on the word give or you can text to 8... Four three two one, just any dollar amount to eight four three two one to that number. Uh, so we just encourage people to continue to do that. We're thankful for those that are doing it. I just have a quick scripture to read regarding offering. It says in Luke six thirty seven, says, "Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven." And then thirty eight, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. And and a lot of people know this verse, but I realize in the context of what was being spoken here, it's interesting. It's like, judge not, you won't be judged. Condemn not, you won't be condemned. Forgive, you know, so that you can be forgiven. But give also, and look at all the promises that also come with this, that go along with that. So I just was really want to encourage you that this is a great time to continue to give. Uh, we do have that benevolence fund. 
that we have that we want to be able to utilize to support those who are in need uh, and to do and start working on a ministry, uh, ministry to the poor as well and how do we do that and praying through that, uh, those things strategically. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to double down? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember oh, that's that good. conversation? Yep. Last yep. week during service, as Pastor Jason was praying over the offering, um, in my spirit, I heard the words double down. Mm. And he was, I mean, I mean okay, I've never praying. been in a casino in my life. I think that might be a gambling term, but that's not mm. what the Lord was, t- was saying. It probably, yeah, probably. No. Mostly a gambling term. Is it? Okay, I, I don't I, even I don't know. know. But um, he was praying over the traveling ministers that we support. Mm. And we do monthly. We give um, pretty set amounts, I feel like, depending on what comes in. Mm. Very consistent amounts. Consistent amounts because we want them to have that that they can count on. And when the Lord spoke that word to my spirit, double down, I knew exactly what he meant. And Mm. after church, most Sundays, I don't think we're going to do it today, we walk the parking lot for a good good while um, after service. Everyone kind of goes home and we walk the parking lot. We were in the parking lot and I told him the Lord mm. said double down which means that we are committing to send double to the ministry yeah. partners that we support those ministries that um, yeah. aren't they're not able to travel we're gonna right. double down right that makes me excited all right so Tammy if you're listening you know what's coming <laughs> <laughs> we're, doubling we're gonna down. Double, down. double down okay let's pray Heavenly Father I just thank you Lord that we can put our trust in you for our finances thank you, Jesus. father we know that there are many people who still have not received unemployment checks There are people who have not been able to work, people that are struggling to meet their mortgage or their rent payments, to even get gas and even put food on the table. Father, just continue as your Holy Spirit leads us and guides us on how to be a light in this world, how to be just practical help in this world. Father, I just pray that you will show us, lead us, and guide us how we can best utilize the resources that you have given us. And Father, we thank you for every gift and every giver in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, so just thank you again, guys, for that. So we do. We've got. I've got a word that I want to share. Uh, we've been doing the series uh, called Jesus Is, and then last week we did uh, Jesus Is Truth, and then this week uh, we want to do Jesus Is the Way. Now it is the way, and, I, and I'm, I'm using that word a little bit loosely because He is He's truth, and there's some truths in how we walk and the way in which we live uh, that I want to transition uh, to. So open up your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter five. This is where we left off uh, last week. And we've been walking through, and we haven't been doing each, you know, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, We haven't been looking at every single uh, portion of this teaching that Jesus did. Uh, But I want to look at uh, a couple passages here this morning on it. Uh, But before I say that, I I want, you know, maybe a lot of you know this, maybe you don't. uh, But a lot of what Jesus is teaching here is all... Uh, regarding the spirit of obedience to the laws that have already been given. You know, the Bible says Jesus didn't come away, you know, to take away the law, but to fulfill it, right? So what, what a lot of these uh, Beatitudes and what a lot of these, the Sermon on the Mount is talking about in context is speaking, you know, to these people who know the law. They know the law. And last week we looked at, you know, murder, you know, do not murder. And so what Jesus is referring to is not just the actual law of do not murder or do not lie or do not commit adultery. But all these things he's talking about here is the spirit behind it, is the heart behind all of these commandments that we need to be reflective upon. What is my heart in this situation? And what are the different things that God's speaking me to? 
that I need to change or I need to repent of. That, of course, well, you know, everyone's raising, why are you talking about murder? No one's murdered. But as you notice, last week we talked about murdering with our tongue, with our mouth, and what we say to people and how we interact with people. And there's so much there that Jesus was trying to teach us. And I want to go through a couple more sections here uh, this week. But before we do, I want to just get back to some of those foundational verses. You can stay here in Matthew. But it comes out of John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. He is the way to the Father. He is the way, the example, the model on how we are to live our lives. He is the way. Everything we need to do is we need to look to Jesus and understand what he did and how he did it. And then further down in John 14, we looked at last week, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. And so the focus here that over these couple of weeks here has been looking at what has Jesus commanded us to do. And almost all the time he's talking about our heart. He's talking about our heart. And those are some of the things we're going to get into today. So let's just skip. I'm going to skip forward in my notes uh, a little bit. So we talked last week about murder uh, in our heart. And then the next section of scripture, I'm not going to go deep into that. The next two are regarding adultery and regarding marriage. Now, uh, I would encourage you, we've already talked about Wednesday nights, I would encourage you to come and listen to those on Wednesday night. How much we'll get into some of those things, uh, we probably will. I mean, we'll probably end up touching on a lot of those things about marriage and divorce and adultery. But if you read those words, my challenge to you guys this week was, right, to read the red words, right? The challenge is those are tough words here. Men, I'm talking mostly to you, not that women don't struggle with this, but men, these are some tough words. Whoever looks at a woman to lust of her has already committed adultery within her heart. The vigilance and diligence that men you need to do to put aside all of those things that draw you from a temptation perspective. Your phone, the in, I mean, I'll tell you what, man, take, get rid of the internet. Get rid of your phone. Go flip phone if you have to. Like, I just don't understand. Like, he talks about cutting your eyes out, yep. right? I mean, I'm not going, I'm getting into it. I wasn't going to. I was going to skip over this one. You know what I mean? But, you know, we should never skip over it. But he's saying, you know, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Cast it far from you, for it's more profitable for you to have one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Holy smokes. You talk about tough words of Jesus coming at us. So I would just encourage men. Uh, it is a, it's a challenge in, in today's society. Look, you know when Jesus was talking to the, to the disciples? You know how many, they didn't have... The internet. Women were covered. There they were covered. They didn't <laughs> have the internet. They didn't have all this stuff. Yet it was still a challenge here. How much more of a challenge it is for now with the accessibility that we have to some of these things. And we have to be vigilant about taking those things out of our life uh, and just really being, it's the heart of it, right? It's why I've never, I've never, you know, had an affair. I've never done this, never done that. But he's talking about the adultery in the, actually the title was adultery in the heart. In the heart. Not in the physical, but in the heart. And then marriage is the next portion. Uh, and again, we'll probably talk about those on Wednesday night. But pick up in verse 33. Pick up in Matthew uh, verse 33. And I wanna, I'm going to walk through uh, some of these words here of Jesus. It says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, nor are for is by God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Was no puns, that's kind of funny I was, as I was reading that. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no, 
For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. From the evil one. The deception, the accuser, the liar, from the evil one. So we have to understand, again, the context and the times here that we're talking to. So back back in in Bible times, uh, there wasn't as many contracts written as we have today, right? We have like, you know, your rent contract, your mortgage contract, you have an employment contract, all these contracts. Many times it was by your word. Your word was your oath. Your word is what you had was your commitment. Your word was your commitment. And what Jesus is saying here, what he's talking about is, you know, we're not to use the Lord's name in vain. And what he's saying is that is one of the Ten Commandments. What he's saying here, don't use the Lord's name in vain. Don't swear upon something that is of God or, you know, is of this higher uh, level of, of God in our lives. He's saying don't use that name in vain. So the first word, so there's three things really that I feel like the Lord has spoke to me about in this passage of Scripture that's important for us to know as Christians, as trying to follow Jesus' commands, is the very first thing is, first is our, about our word, it's our commitment. Our word is our commitment. And it says about don't swear on anything. Don't swear on your mother's grave. Don't swear on this. Don't swear to God. Don't all these swears things. Now, I'm not talking about your civic duty. I'm not talking about, you know, when you go into a courtroom, you got to put your right hand on the Bible. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God, right? This is not what I'm talking about here. But I'm talking about as we speak to one another, as we tell the truth, don't make false testimonies. Don't make things up about other people that truly aren't true. If you weren't there, don't be speaking about it as if you were there. Amen. Yeah? I mean, there's so many times that that happens in our life. So in my home, mom, dad, hopefully you're watching. Mom, we're praying for you. Uh, you know, there was something called a promise in my family. It was really your, was it really your mom who drove it? It might have been my mom. It was, it, both of them well, held, I mean, held fast to yeah. it, right? Yeah, but my mom, I, just, I think. Every story I've heard has been your mom. Been, been driven by it. Yeah. So in my house growing up, you know, I think we use words very lightly yeah. in, nowadays. And, I, we, you know, we use the word love like, you know. I, I love hamburgers. You know, I love hamburgers. I love football. I mean, really? Really, let's look at the word love. Yeah. You know, what we that really means. Its we dilute its meaning. Yeah. And we do that with promises, too. And, you know, it's not like this is a parenting moment, but it applies to parenting as well. Uh, in my home growing up, it was like, if you made a promise, it was, it was as good as done. It was as good as done. And I remember just growing up, like, you know, and I would ask the question, like, can we go to Dorney Park? So Dorney Park, where I grew up, was like Waldemere Times three. On steroids, right? Yeah, <laughs> so we three. grew up in the Lehigh Valley. Like Dorney Park was like this great amusement park. And it was like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. And my mom and my dad would be like, I'd be like, dad, come on, promise me. Promise me that we will go. Please just promise me that we will go to this place. And they'd be like, no, we can't promise because we're not totally 100% sure mm-hmm. that that's going to be able to happen. Uh, but if they did say, you know what, Jason? I promise you we're going to go to this ball game. I promise you we're, you know, Doherty Park or wherever. I knew for a fact that it was going to happen. Maybe you had to change times a little bit, whatever, but I held on to that promise. And so each and every one of us, what Jesus tells us here is that needs to be our word. Our word needs to be like that deep of a commitment of a promise that when we say it, it's like absolutely guaranteed that this is the way it's going to be. Now, I know circumstances come up. I know situations come up. So the warning here is be careful what you promise. Be careful what you promise. Do not use that word lightly. Do not use that word uh, just indignantly or just whatever, you know, throwing it out there. It is such an important word. It is our commitment. It is our promise. So that's carried over into our house and I'm super thankful. Yeah, I wrote second generation, right? We are second generation promise keepers. 
Um, <laughs> and in our house, it's very there's a big distinguishing line between what you said and what you promised. Mm. Um, because yes, I said that we would try to go, mm. but it's not working out, so we're not going. Right. The only thing you can count on is a promise. Right. Um, I know that I often try to force the promise out of him. Um, not often, but there's been a couple. There's been actually. One, and this would be appropriate for the marriage yeah. thing. There was one I knew, and I made him, a, it was a big promise. I put one of responsibility in his hands mm. and made him promise yeah. something. And I knew. Well, didn't make me, but yeah. Well, I didn't make you, like, yeah. but I elicited, I wanted yeah, you to is, promise. Is this, for, this is going to be for This real, is when we were dating. This. Yeah. So you can infer what the promise was. I needed him to own <laughs> a certain part of our dating relationship and promise that it would be kept pure, you know, and that no... People are wondering, why? Oh, what could you possibly be talking about? But this about? was right before we were dating. <laughs> uh, this was even before we got married. Yeah. So it's like we we had a dating promise. Yeah, it's my face flushing. Just you're getting a drink, so maybe you're flushed. <laughs> Whenever you talk marriage stuff, he gets really goofy. You should see him on Wednesdays. Come on Wednesdays. You'll see this guy. <clears throat> but we are second-generation promise yeah. keepers. And I won't say it. My kids try yeah. to elicit the promise. Mm. Mom, do you promise? Do you promise? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I do not promise mm. because we just use it so it's like sacred. Yeah. It's sacred. The promise is sacred That's in right. our house. Um, and so the second part of this, so the first part is, you know, it, it's your word or your commitment. Second one is follow through. So that's great. You can say it, but there's always a second piece where you actually have to follow through. So once you commit to doing that, you have to be the, the person you that do. follows it through. I've committed to stay through the semester. You know, I mean, there are certain things that God has so many things. And I remember a certain camp that we went to, you know, last last year for youth. And it was at a camp Some of our youth had and it really was a big time. challenge. It was very difficult. And the word was just like, stick with it, stick with it. There's opposition coming. It's the enemy does not want to see what's going to happen. And what happened is there's were young ladies possibly who were even in this room that got filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit with evidence and speaking in tongues that happened on a Thursday night or a Friday at the end of camp because they stuck with it. They said, you know what? I've committed to go to this camp. And even though I want to go home, and I want to go cry and go home to mom and dad. And they had every right to. If they would have come home, nobody would have blamed them. Nobody would have been like, you know what? That's totally okay. But they stuck with their commitment. God has so many blessings, so many things at the end of our commitment to saying Amen. the yes or the no, yes. whatever it might be. And I know I put in here a little parenting tip. So let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like for parenting, <clears throat> it's like the kids can smell if that yes really isn't a yes, or especially, you know, in our house, if the no really oh, isn't yeah. a no, daddy, can I have a snack? You know, no, no. not right now. Oh, and they know that they I'm know not super serious about that, right? Yeah. That I'm movable. And they just come in and they just, well, dad, but I'm really hungry. And I feel like dinner's going to be late. And you know what I mean? We're going to, we haven't had lunch since like, it's been like 1130. Like maybe I could just have maybe a healthy snack. And you're just like, ah, just, I don't know. And then like five minutes later, they come back like, yeah, but dad, you know, what about, and, and I end up saying yes. You do. And I end up saying yes. He's very movable. But, which is, which, what the point of this all is, is though, if you're going to say have a yes and say have a no, there's so many times in our life that we have to stand firm in those things. And that's a silly example. And you can be flexible on whether or not you have a snack sometimes. But what, yeah. I, but what I'm saying is, is it opens the door that people know like, ah, you know what I mean? The authority level, too, that we mm -hmm. talked about earlier. Ah, maybe that yes really isn't a yes. Ah, maybe that no. They don't really mean what they say. Yeah. You know, culturally for us, there are cultures that don't really mean what they say. But for us, in this culture, 
we should mean what we say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the yeses and the noes, even in the snack example, we give our yeses and noes too quickly. Yeah. You know, um, we just give them too quickly. We don't really consider. I tend to be someone who says no quickly to my children yeah. um, because I just don't want to be bothered <laughs> with getting the snack. Yeah. So I'll just say, no, you can wait until dinner. And then they push a little bit. And because I didn't have a, a really solid, my, my reason for saying no was selfish, so it's not really on solid ground, then I, I'm movable. Yeah. But if I say, hold on, I don't have an answer. Let me think about it for a minute. And I really think through. I can come to a quality yes. Yeah. And I can come to a quality no, yeah. in which case it's not movable. Yeah. And so then the third, the third thing here uh, in this passage, and I don't know how much further we'll go here this morning. The third thing is, uh, which I believe is the most important, is, is at the very end it says, your yes be yes, your no be no, for whatever is more than this is from the evil one. I truly believe that God is talking to us, that we have the ability to hear from the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to know what the things to say yes to and what things to say no to. And no matter what comes against it, no matter what comes up against it, you know, is the thing about being before we were married, right? I mean, there are things that when you make this commitment, this yes and this no, and in this time, you know, I, I guess different peoples, you know, in their Christian walks, I've heard like people have like themes in their Christian walk, themes that they teach on or themes that are an overflow, themes of their testimony, right. really, you know, whether it be faith or healing or this or that, their message. their message for us, it is the message of hearing from the Holy Spirit, hearing from God and then being obedient to Do those that. actions, to yes. those things. And that's what I see when I see this, let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's being of such certainty of such discernment that the Holy Spirit taking your time and saying, you know what, this is a yes, and then going with it. Or this is a no, and knowing that the Holy Spirit said no, and no matter what anybody thinks, no matter what anybody says, no matter whatever comes against it, we will not change what he said to go do, because whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So when we begin to get tossed around by the wind and the waves, and these things are coming at us, and we start waving on whether or not this is what God really told us. We begin to start, you know, well, did I really mean it? I don't know if I really meant it that way. We have to remember that the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. Yeah, yeah. And um, in the face of suffering, that's how I'm going to add yeah. that. In the face of suffering, yeah. um, if, we, if we live a gospel that is to avoid pain and avoid mm. suffering, Amen. we will not walk in obedience. We will Amen. not walk as Christ walked. Amen. And that's a sobering, that's a sobering thought. When your yes is yes your no is no, and your promise is secure, then suffering has no bearing on it. Yeah. Suffering has no bearing on it. Suffering is something that um, you endure in faith, right. knowing right. that God is working, that he's bringing good, that you are growing in faith. Yeah. And this is where the community of believers is so important mm. in coming and exhorting and encouraging one another in the walk of faith. Yeah. The walk of faith is not a walk without suffering. Mm. Um, we just circles back around to the flesh screaming. Yeah, you know, and it's screaming in all like, let's be reasonable. Um, you know, sure, God said to build your family, but six is enough. What mm. are you doing? Like, right. be reasonable here. You, right. you know, use wisdom. You know, how are you going to pay for all of this? All of these things came. Well, mm. the Lord has spoken some pretty powerful words over Maggie May, the eighth one. Am I glad, yeah. you know, that I didn't look to the left or the right? I know this isn't about me, and this isn't yeah. like to two more, yeah, yeah. but I'm just yeah. saying when the Lord has a call on your life or when he's laid out a plan and you've heard from the Holy Spirit and you have com godly confirmation, mm. that is so key. Mm. That is how you stay out of deception. That's right. You have <clears throat> got to have godly confirmation. That's Otherwise, right. you have people saying that God told them kooky things right. that God totally didn't this, tell them, that, right. or <clears throat> even 
not kooky things, but things that are off. Mm. You have to have godly, um, you have to have godly yeah, confirmation, right. and you have to be submitted. Mm. So those are two caveats because or I love. Or the time, the time frame is so important too. But that's sometimes what, it's like, well, the Lord told me to do this. Did He tell you to do it right now? Right. And so many people just jump out and run off and go do something immediately when maybe the timing wasn't now. Yeah. Maybe it is now, but you have to be able to discern that, which comes from confirmation and godly counsel in your life as yeah. well. When I talked about taking the time with the kids to make a quality yes or quality no, that is um, the same as taking the time. If you're going to commit to suffer for obedience, then you have to be certain, certain that you're headed toward the mark. And that whatever comes against you, you're headed toward yeah. the mark. And you yeah. can fight against mm. you can fight against opposition along the way. But if your mark is, is if you're not living um, in submission to authority, mm. and if you do not have godly confirmation, then you might be fighting against people who That's are right. trying to bring you into alignment because your mark is off. That's right. It is so. It's like the more certain you are, and more you're safe. You're safe because of being submitted to authority. Right. And um, having godly confirmation, mm. not just hearing what your ears want to hear. Mm. This is huge. Amen. It's huge Amen. because then your yes is yes That's and right. your no is no right. along the walk right. and along the way. Right. And you can be certain mm. that you are hearing from mm. the Lord and you are, you are going toward that end. And you know that his faithfulness is there. Amen. You are headed toward the great reward. Amen. And you don't, have to, you don't have to fear being deceived. Right. along the way because you've already at the get-go you've already at the beginning submitted yourself to godly Amen. authority Amen. i want to read uh the last portion of scripture if you want to go to james uh chapter one as you were saying and i had a portion of james chapter one in here but i just flipped to it because there's more uh it kind of just sums up everything we've been talking about we'll, we'll close with this <clears throat> it says uh james uh chapter one uh verse starting in verse two it says my brethren then count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, the testing of the yeses and the no's. You know, we, we live in a we live in a world where we live in America and we're so thankful for our freedom. What's that? America. America. We live in America. And we're so thankful for the freedom that we have. But many of us are not necessarily persecuted for saying yes to Jesus. People are coming up to us and yelling at us and, you know, have, you know throwing stuff at us and says, you know, what I mean? are you a follower of Jesus? You are, you know, will our yes be yes in those situations? Because there's a time coming in the future where, food to our yeah, yeah, where there are some very difficult times. Will you compromise that yes? Will you compromise that no? And we just need to be able to just press into him, hear from the Holy Spirit and be assured of this. And so the rest of this verse says that knowing that this produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So if any of you lacks wisdom, what is my yes and what is my no? If you lack wisdom, what does it say? Let him ask God who gives liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. This is one of the Seeds Family Worship memory scriptures our, our family is doing uh, that the kids have been learning. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God and he gives it to you. So that wisdom will help us know the yeses and the nos. Because then in verse 6 it says, but let him ask in faith, like we talked about earlier, without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave being driven, tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we have to ask the Lord, what is it? What is my answer to this situation? Take it to him in prayer. Right. And I just encourage our entire church family or anybody who's watching, this is so, so, so such an important part of our walk with the Lord. 
learning to hear his voice, be still, know that he is there. It says that, you know, the sheep hear the shepherd's voice and that the Holy Spirit is available to us to be able to hear from him, to be able to be led by him, to be guided by him, to have wisdom in all situations. And it's so important now. And it's only seemingly gets, I mean, every generation probably says this, but it seemingly gets, it's getting more and more and more important because decisions like whether or not you go to the grocery store today has a different impact than whether or not you went to the grocery store three months ago. You didn't think twice about going to the grocery store. Now you have to go between this hour and this hour. They may only let a certain number of people in, and you need to hear clearly from the one. I'm not trying to be like, oh, my gosh, get everybody in panic mode. I can't make any decision. I haven't heard from God. I need food, but I'm not sure if I should go. What I am saying is that we need to be led by the inner voice of the Lord. And if you're in the parking lot and he says don't go in, then don't. Don't go in. Go home. Come back, come back another time. And it takes practice. So that's what I read here. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Mm-hmm. We practice this walk. We practice this walk so that when the day of testing truly comes, when days, when the decisions are life and death, we are ready. Yeah. God doesn't, I mean, mm-hmm. he's so good. He's so loving. He, doesn't, he didn't start us out yeah. on life and death decisions. Right. He gave us the opportunity as young marrieds mm-hmm. to hear his voice and to learn how to filter and learn what his leading felt like and what his leading sounded like versus a spirit of fear, which is a, a spirit of fear is a counterfeit to the voice of God. I mean, the enemy tries so hard to sound like God, to do like God, but it's counterfeit and he's clever. It's not like, oh, well that silly devil, I'm just going to step on his head. Yeah, we are going to crush his head, but we're going to do it through through a vigilant and a wrestling and a growing of yeah. our faith um, and standing on the word. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of, hold on, this happens. This reminds me of, we went to the movies. We were going to the movies as a family. Oh, yeah. And we were <laughs> leaving our house and we were leaving some of the kids home to watch the littler kids. And we were taking Eva to see a movie. For the very first time, she was so excited. And I really wanted to go together, me and him and her. Mm. Um, And so we set everything up at home. And I kind of had a little bit of a, just a little blip of... Mm. Pause, maybe? A pause, that's what we call it. I had a little bit of a pause as I was getting ready. But I just, I pray on it and I make sure there's no fear attached to it, which means there's no visions with it of horrible things that might happen when we leave. Which is not from the Lord. That's fear, that's not from the Lord. But there was no visions attached to it. I just had a pause. So I continued to get ready. We get in the car. I said to him, do you feel okay about leaving the kids home tonight? And he was like, let me pray about it for a minute. So we start driving from our house to Tinseltown. It's about a 20-minute drive. And about 10 minutes in the drive, he's like, why did you ask? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of have a pause. Hmm. And so we prayed about it for the rest of the way to Tinseltown. We sat in the parking lot, and he said... You take her to the movies. Yeah. I'm going to drive back home. I will come back and get you. Yeah. I was so disappointed that he wasn't going to come yeah. in the movie. Sure, it was, I wanted to see the movie. Right. It was so inconvenient <laughs> for him to have driven us there. Now yeah. he's going to go home for two hours. Then he's going to come back. I mean, there was nothing convenient about this, yeah. but there was peace. That's right. There, we weren't pushed. There was no fear. There was right. no fear at all. Right. And he, he dropped us off. He went back home. He came yeah. back and got us. So... We lived our life that night in yeah. peace, right? in the peace of God. Right. But so, well, what happened? Did something, I don't know. 
I don't know what was avoided, mm-hmm. what happened, but maybe it was some, sometimes a test of our obedience. I mean, we don't know all right. the things uh, you know, that, that comes at us and, and why we do certain right. things. And maybe we, something was avoided. So many times that we obey the voice of the Lord, something was right. avoided. Right. And you can't look back and say, well, I didn't get this happened. This big destruction didn't happen. So I don't have this great testimony. But you know what? Can I tell you, so many a- times he has, avoids those mm-hmm. things in your life or you're able to avoid those things. By hearing the Holy Spirit, we have a ta- we have a lot of testimonies of when the voice of the Lord spoke to us mm-hmm. and things things either we we didn't obey completely, sure. and so we saw the danger yeah. that was right there seeking to devour, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we have those stories, and that's how that's how we learned. Right. That's how we learned the importance of this. So we're not moved that no nothing bad happened. Praise God, because right. you went home, because right. you went home right. and you were with those kids in that right. house. Right. Um, and we had peace. That's what happened. That's what happened. We obeyed the Lord and had peace. But we have a lot of stories of learning, of getting to that, that place where we have confidence. Well, church, Jesus is the way. He is the way. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the way. And we have to make him Lord of our life in every area, submitting all to him. And we need to hear his voice through the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us directing our paths uh, and which way we need to go. Yes. Uh, so my challenge for you is this week is, you know, remember Psalm 27 and 28. I said that earlier. I challenge you to read that. But also continue to read the red letters and just meditate on it for a little bit. What is Jesus commanding us to go do? And spend some time, as we talked about Bible study, and just in the Word and being obedient to the things that He's calling. And many times as you're reading the Word, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Maybe even something that's not even about the passage that you're, you're reading. And He just speaks something to you and just penetrates your heart and says, Call this person. Forgive that person. Repent of this. What I mean, you just, man, when you get in God's word and in his presence, lives are transformed and lives are changed. You don't need a Sunday morning Facebook live service to make that happen. Right now, this time, before service today and now throughout this whole thing, are your roots going deeper? That's the question. Are are the roots of your walk with the Lord, are your roots going deeper? Um, And they need to be deep in order to be wide. You know, so many people get a revelation and they want to preach, mm. you know, but it's, it's, it's revelation lived, mm. you know, and he lived out and, and worked out through trials and testings and all of these things. Mm. How deep are your roots and are they going deeper during this time of um, staying at home? Man, God is not concerned necessarily if your closets are cleaner, if, you know, your body is slimmer or bigger. He's not concerned with it. He's he, he, really, this is a time for the church to be weaned mm. off of those things that all of us, this isn't just you guys, this yeah. is us too, Amen. to be weaned off of mm. those things that we were we were holding on to for our sp- spiritual mm. nourishment. We were holding on to certain ideas and certain things to feed us, feed us, feed me, feed me. Mm. And this is a time where we can get alone before the Lord in each and every household. And I'm talking, teenagers, I'm talking to you too. Amen. I'm talking mm. to I'm talking to kids, man. We are, we are um, really... Our roots are going deeper in our family discipleship. I can say that. I can say they are. They are. And I know you all probably think, oh, well, you're Pastor Jason Liz with eight kids. You guys probably did all kinds of awesome spiritual things. Go ahead and think that if you want to. But we are just regular people. We weren't doing awesome spiritual things. God is faithful and he's good. And we were walking in his ways. But wow, what where it's gone yeah. since the stay-at-home time. Next level. It's next level. And it's it's what my heart wanted to be doing all along. Right. Right? right. It's what every parent wants. The spirit Most is willing, want, yeah. but the flesh, flesh is weak. It's in Matthew. I looked it up yeah. this morning. Right. Um, I think it's in Matthew 28, but I'm not positive. So um, 
I just want to leave you with that exhortation. Go deeper in the Lord. This is the time to get and find a prayer place. Find, find the, you know, the closet. Yeah. Lock the kids out and tell them this is Bible time. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, God will honor you for, for taking the set time and making it holy unto Amen. him Amen. each day. Let's close in prayer. Uh, church, if you've got a prayer request or need, again, you can send those in to prayer at ecfchurch.org. Or you can just raise your hand right now wherever you're at. And the Lord sees your hands. I don't see them, but the Lord sees yeah. your hands. And he wants to minister to you this morning. He wants to bring life into your body. He wants to bring restoration to your relationships. And this is what he does because he's a good God and he's a good Lord. So it's just, if you got a need in your life, just raise your hand and we want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your good, good, good goodness, Lord. Father, all good things come from you, Father. You are the Father of lights. Father, your mercies are new every day. And so, Father, you see every hand raised, every need that is being stretched up to you, every need that's being cast to you as they raise their hands up. Father, I just ask you to meet those needs, whether they be financially, whether it be physically, whether it be relationally, whether it be spiritually. Father, maybe there are people just putting up their hands even now saying, I want to make this commitment to study the Bible more, to learn more. I'm going to read the red letters this week. And you are seeing that commitment, Father. They just, they just want to make that yes in front of you. They want to make that commitment in front of you this morning or this evening, whenever they're watching it. And so, Father, I just ask that you strengthen each and every one of us. We thank you for your Son. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that can lead us and guide us. I pray that each person hears your voice clearly so that our yeses can be yes and our noes can be no. And we're not tossed around by the wind and the waves of the situations that we face in this life or the trials or the tribulations or even the testings. But Father, our faith, our trust, our hope is in you and in you alone. And we submit all these things to you. And we rejoice and thank you for your healing touch, your healing power in all areas of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us this morning. We love you guys. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Wednesday. And that's it. Yeah, Wednesday night. Join us 630 for a marriage Q&A and send those questions in if you have them. All right. See ya.